Welcome to Real Dog Talk with Perfectly Imperfect Pups. Real dogs, real people with real talk. Today I am drinking Baileys and coffee because it is a cold, rainy day. Today we're talking about breeders, which I know is a super controversial subject. All of these are just my opinions and my thoughts on this. Honestly, this is not the topic that we were originally going to talk about today. We were actually going to talk about the state of the dog world because it's a freaking mess right now. But there were some circumstances that happened this week that I thought this was a more appropriate topic to chat about. If I sound a little off today, it's because I'm sleep deprived. I am tube feeding a puppy every two hours overnight and exhausted. It's kind of why we're chatting about breeders today. So I got a call from another rescue called Save the Clefts, and they take in cleft puppies from all around the world. And there was a breeder that dropped off a cleft puppy at a vet in Raleigh, and they wanted to know if I was able to help. And at first I said no. Um, I wasn't in the mental state to take in a special needs. I was already kind of in a mood. I just, I wasn't ready to take in a special needs that day. And it's feeding every two hours, which is just exhausting. And I, again, just, it it wasn't right that particular day. So the next day I got another call from them and there was another rescue that could take the puppy, but they were having trouble getting transport from Raleigh to wherever this rescue was. And I took a deep breath and I remembered the state of the rescue world right now. And I said, I would take the puppy. It would be a lot easier than trying to get transport that I just feel like, you know, I am going to sit down and mentally prepare to take on this puppy. And when I take in special needs, I often have to mentally prepare for it because sometimes it can go south. Sometimes things work out fabulously, but along the way, there are a lot of challenges and you just kind of never know which way it's going to go. And so I just needed to kind of sit down and, you know, get myself mentally prepared for it. So when I went to go get the puppy, there was another breeder that had not left yet another cleft puppy at the vet. And so one cleft puppy turned into two cleft puppies. And that's kind of how this subject started. And that brings us to chat about responsible breeders, kind of who they are, how you can tell the difference. Mainly they do this for the love of the breed. It's not the bottom dollar. They usually only have maybe one, maybe two different breeds that they're working with and breeding. And usually those breeds are similar, kind of like they're working breeds or smaller breeds, that type of thing. They really love that particular breed and they do it to better that breed in the world. When they're breeding their dogs, they genetically test the parents, usually before each breeding cycle, which is the way to do because things change, right? And they want to make sure the puppies that they have are the healthiest they can. And also that mama is healthy. Like, is she okay to continue producing litters? Usually the pups have a health guarantee. And with that health guarantee, you can contact that breeder at any time for any issues that you're having, whether that be health-wise or even if you're having a behavioral issue, issue. Usually you can contact that breeder, whether it be through phone or email, and they'll help you. They'll, they'll recommend um, a different vet or a behavioralist or a trainer or even offer to take that puppy back if it's not something that you can continue working with. 
The other thing is, is they don't let you come and just pick out a freaking puppy. It's not like you answer an ad, you go over, you pick out a puppy, you walk out the door. That's not what a reputable breeder is all about. You fill out an application that you want to purchase a dog from them, and then you get on a very long waiting list. So you need to be patient. But they're ensuring that the puppies that they have go to the right families. Once they have all your information, they'd screen them and make sure you're a good fit for their puppies that breed. And then you get on this wait list. And then when they have a litter of puppies and it's your turn, you don't get and go pick up your puppy. They pick out the puppy for you. They say, okay, based on everything that you've put on your application, I believe the temperament of this particular puppy is going to match what you're looking for in your lifestyle. And they know that because they've spent so much time with these puppies. These dogs are not shoved in another room or out in the back or in a crate outside. They're in their homes. They are working with these puppies on a daily basis. They're socializing these puppies. They are making sure that these puppies have been exposed to so many different things. And so they know that. They document it all. So they know what's going to be a good match for you. You can also go and see where these puppies are raised. A reputable breeder will not be ashamed of where they're um, having these puppies um, stay and where the mama is feeding them and taking care of them. And you should see enrichment toys. You should see different things, um, all different types of social activities, um, and they should be logging all of that. The other thing is, is that you should be able to meet mom. You're not always going to be able to meet dad because often um, they stud out dad um, and so dad's not always there, but you should be able to meet mom and see pictures of the dad. They also never wean the puppies before eight weeks. So a puppy should stay with their litter mates at least until eight weeks old. It teaches them a lot of social. It teaches them um, bite inhibition. So if they bite their litter mate too hard and they scream, the puppies will start to learn like, okay, I can't bite quite that hard. And so they kind of learn where their limit is. And that is important things. They also learn how to socialize and just so much from their litter mates. And so they'll never take puppies away from their litter um, for less than eight weeks old. The pups have usually seen a vet, will always have seen a vet. They've been dewormed probably several times. They've had their first set of vaccines. Um, and they always have spays and neuter contracts. So you have to spay and neuter that dog by a certain age. So those are all things to look for for a reputable breeder. Let's talk about those backyard and puppy mills and what you're looking, what you'll see when you find those, because there's a huge difference. So most puppy mills and some backyard breeders have several breeds that they're breeding. They do not do it for the love of the dog. They do it as income. And if that right there does not boil your freaking blood, I don't know what will. They are using this dog as money, not for anything else. There is zero testing on the mama. Um, so you have zero health guarantees. Sometimes you'll get like a certificate, like a club, but that's not the same. Just because they are blah, blah, blah registered does not mean they've done genetic testing. But this is a great way that backyard breeders will kind of confuse the general public because most people don't know that difference. Um, and you will never be able to get a hold of that breeder again. So if you do have health issues with that puppy or behavioral issues, most of the time you will not get a hold of that pup, that breeder and forget about that breeder ever taking that dog back. 
There's also no wait list. So literally you're answering an ad on social media or Craigslist or wherever else they advertise. And you say, hey, I want this puppy. And they let you come and pick out a puppy. And you walk out the door with that puppy that same day. There's no application or they might collect a little bit of information so it looks like there's an application. But there's definitely not a wait list. And often they'll sell you those puppies well before eight weeks. Um, And sometimes they'll lie to you and tell you that they're eight weeks old. You get that puppy to the vet and it's definitely not. Um, They've usually had zero shots, never seen a vet, not been dewormed. We see a lot of health issues coming out of this type of breeding. Um, Often these dogs get, they go to their first vet appointment with this new owner and they see all of these issues and they get dropped off the shelter. And then that's where rescue step in and, and fix these terrible breeders issues. Lots of times they'll advertise these puppies. Um, and this, <laughs> this is one of my like pet peeves. They'll advertise the puppies for adoption or rehoming fee. This drives me fucking nuts. You are not rehoming this dog. You are not adopting this dog out. You are selling this dog. You are making a profit off of these puppies. Often you can't see where the pups have been raised. Sometimes you can't see the parents. Sometimes they might have a picture of the parents, but generally not. Um, the ones sold in pet stores, please just run, just run and report that pet store as much as you can. Those are puppy mill dogs. They are in terrible condition. Those parents have never seen the light of daylight or they have because they only live out in the backyard breeding over and over and over again. They don't care about the health of their puppies. They don't care about the health of their parents. They just want that bottom dollar. The other thing they'll do is they'll breed the mom with every heat cycle where one thing I didn't mention with a reputable breeder is oftentimes they they do every other to give that mom a break. Parents are often not socialized. Like I said, they sit in a crate and just breed. So my personal dog, Huxley, he is a hard of hearing Great Dane and he comes from an Amish breeder. And Amish breeders, that's how they make their money is through puppy mills. And if they can't sell them, they kill them. Bottom line, they just kill them. And there are a couple of great rescues kind of up north where most of the Amish are that will try to get those puppies from the Amish um, before that happens. Um, Because if you can't make a dollar off of them, what good are they, right? And so my Huxley went to a um, rescue up north in Ohio, and he was hard of hearing, so they couldn't sell. And so I adopted him from that rescue. And I'm glad that I did. I love that boy. He's hard of hearing. He's the goofiest little guy ever. Well, big guy, because he's a great Dane. But I freaking adore him. That's the story of Backyard and Puppy Mills. And it's terrible. And it's a terrible business, and I wish um, they could get regulated more, and they just don't. It's just not top priority. Um, Back to the two puppies and how this kind of all ties in. So they were born a day apart to two different exotic bully breeds. Exotic bullies are a newer thing, and they're bred for their muscles or their size, and they often look wonky, and often they don't live past five maybe top seven years because of the health issues that they have, but they make a lot of money from them. So these two were born to two different moms on two different days. Um, Penguin was the original one that I said yes to. 
and he has got a, just a cleft lip. The second one that was born the day after Penguin was Hippo, and he is a, was a hot freaking mess. Um, he had a cleft palate and a bilateral cleft lip, so both sides had cleft. Um, we later found out he also had a concave chest, so it was pushing into his lungs. Um, he only survived about 10 days, or excuse me, about four days. Um, and that's because of stupid fucking asshole people who just want to make money. And when they were born this way, uh, they can't make money off of them. So they just leave them at the vet clinic or drop them off at the shelter. And they don't care what happens to them. Euthanize them, give them away. They don't care. They can't sell them. And luckily, there are good people who try to advocate for these souls that have nothing at this point in time. Um, We tried our best with Hippo. I um, unfortunately had to bury him yesterday. Um, We brought him to the vet, and despite everything we gave him, he just, he couldn't pull through. Um, he died peacefully and he, uh, in between two feedings, um, I went to feed him and he had passed for a rescuer who takes these dogs in. Um, it's hard. Like I said, I mentally prepare for each special need dog that I take in because I don't know what I'm getting into. Um, sometimes these guys thrive and sometimes they don't. And when they don't, it's mentally exhausting. It's draining. You just fight to keep these pups alive and to give them everything you can. And no matter how much you fight, sometimes mother nature has a whole nother story. And, um, yeah, it's just hard. It's, it's just, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to have hippos. I'm happy to have given hippo the comfort for the four days he was on this earth. I'm happy to have loved him. I feel lucky and special to have known that sweet soul. And um, I'm sorry that I couldn't give him everything and that I couldn't pull him through, but he he, he knows he was loved at the very end and it's just so hard. We're hoping really hard for penguin he's he's a little fighter and he's been a dream to feed and um you know we just don't know what else is going on internally so we're giving him the best it's just hard um we of course want you to rescue um we want you to come to our great rescues that are out there but if you do choose to shop just please do it with a reputable breeder a responsible breeder rescues get these backyard breeder pups and because they won't take them back and we fight hard for them. And, um, you know, we, we encourage you to adopt and don't shop. You can get so many different size dogs, breeds of dogs, age of dogs through rescues. And a lot of times there's breed specific rescues. So if you really want a particular breed, there is a breed specific rescue out there for it. Um, you know, so adopt, don't shop, but if you are going to shop, shop responsible. Thanks for coming on this journey with me today. I know it was a little emotional. Um, I hope you gained something from this. Um, it was therapeutic to be able to talk about it. So I appreciate you being my therapist today. Subscribe and follow us on your favorite place to listen to podcast. And, um, 
you know, rate us on your favorite place so that we continue gaining the following so we can continue educating and advocating. Check out um, the website, realdogtalk.org, so you can find where you can see all the the latest issue um, issues, yeah, podcasts. Um, and there's also a place there you can submit a story, tell me if you enjoyed today's podcast or you hated it, what your opinion is. I'd love to hear about it. And uh, yeah, look out for us every other Thursday. And I appreciate the journey today. Have a great one.